This is Doc's Cost, episode 27. 27 is Jeremy Roenick. I know he's controversial and he got in some hot water in the last year or so, but uh, back in the late 80s and early 90s as a Chicago Blackhawks fan, there was nothing better than seeing 27 come down the ice and shoot and score. Today we are going to talk about something you probably haven't even contemplated. Your employer is your health insurance company, and you don't even know it. Okay, Morgan, let's go. In this... is simple, to get you 100% covered. I'm Scott Dowling. I've got over three decades of insurance knowledge and experience to share with you. I don't work for the insurance company and I'm beholden to no one. I'm here to make healthcare transparent for all of us. There's an affordable insurance plan out there someplace, and I promise to help you find it. Doc's Cost starts now. Hey, hey, it is a glorious spring day out there. I don't know what it's like where you're at, but here in Chicago, it's a nice 72 degrees and sunny. Wind's coming off the lake a little bit. The uh, Federal Open Market Committee met and the minutes are out. Looks like they're not going to do anything with interest rates for a while. And the Stanley Cup playoffs in the National Hockey League are in full swing. And the New York Islanders may make the final for the first time since I was in college. That's a long time ago. So I was inspired by a comment I read. It was seems like it was a young fella, but uh, he basically posed the question of, now that I have all of my out-of-pocket costs covered for the year, and it's only June, I've got six months where I can get free stuff. I can get free benefits. I can go to the doctor. I can go to the hospital. I can get some surgery done. I can get you know, something done for uh, any little part of my body that I don't really think is doing all that well. And what do I do? What, sh- how, what should I spend the money on? What's going to be covered? And I thought to myself, you know, that's backwards. It's completely backwards. And I'm sure that this fella does not have any idea as to how insurance works and how the employer gets involved. And that involves not only his employer, but his coworkers and himself. And how much more money that's going to cost in the future because this guy wants to go on a spending spree because he thinks he's going to get everything for free. Well, as you probably know, nothing is free. So we're going to take a look at that and break it down. Um, It's just unfortunate. And if people understood where the money comes from, they would understand what they're spending and what it's there for. And it's not a free lunch. So if you listen to Doc's Cost in the past... You remember there was an episode on why you get your health insurance through your employer. There's a number of different reasons why, but it is basically a good spread of risk within the employer group because you have a bunch of people that are together, they're insured, 
they are not there because they're sick. They're there because they're doing a certain job for a certain employer in a certain industry, and they're not there just to get the insurance benefits because they're sick. So there's no adverse selection in an employer group. At least that's the way the underwriters look at it. Adverse selection means you have a higher number of claims, a higher dollar amount in claims, and that means that you are going to pay a higher rate for your premiums at the next renewal. And that higher rate is paid by both you, your coworkers, and your employer. And as you probably know from listening to earlier episodes of Doc's Cost, your employer contributes a large amount of the premium on your behalf. So the latest 2020 Kaiser Family Foundation survey shows that employees contribute about 17 cents on every dollar, and your employer provides 83 cents out of every dollar towards your premium. And as you also have heard before, and I can say again, 157 million people in the United States are covered by employer-sponsored insurance. That's a heck of a lot of people. With an average premium of $7,500 per year per employee for a single employee and over $21,000 annually in premium for a family, that's... Figure that out, 157 million people, and multiply it by those numbers. And you are looking at a lot of money being spent by the employer on behalf of their employees to provide health insurance. Remember, insurance exists to reduce the financial burden and the financial hardship experienced when there is an unforeseen accident or unforeseen sickness. That's why insurance exists. That's why health insurance exists. Your employer is in business to provide a good or service to the marketplace. The fact that this guy thinks he's going to run out and go use up his benefits because he's at his out-of-pocket max and he's going to go stick it to the insurance company and start taking all this free stuff away from the insurance company, even if that were the case and the plan was fully insured, your employer and you and your coworkers are going to pay a higher amount of premium next year after the renewals comes in, the renewal numbers come in, because the premium for next year is based on the paid claims from this year. So if you run up the tab on the paid claims this year, you're going to pay for it next year. And the insurance company doesn't care because the insurance company is going to charge a percent of the premium, and that's what they're going to take home. So if you increase the dollar amount, the percentage doesn't change. You increase the dollar amount of the premium, they're going to take home an extra amount of money based on the margin that they get from the premium increase. So they're making more money. The more claims you take this year, they're going to make more money next year, and they don't really care. But What this fella doesn't understand and what most people don't understand is that your employer is really your health insurance company. Your employer utilizes something known as self-funding. Self-funding basically means that the employer is paying your insurance claims. They're paying the doctors and the hospitals and the pharma on your behalf, not the insurance company. The insurance company may be involved if they are providing administrative services only. But it doesn't necessarily have to be an insurance company providing those administrative services. It could be something called a third-party administrator, which is not an insurance company. And they may be leasing 
a PPO or HMO network from a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan, from Cigna, from Aetna, from United Healthcare, or they could be leasing a network from Multiplan or another independent, which is also not an insurance company. So there really may not be an insurance company involved at all. There may be an insurance company involved in the stop-loss insurance, and I'll get into that in a second, but that doesn't really affect you, and it doesn't affect the plan. Your employer has an account set aside. It's a big checking account with a bunch of money in it. Think of it like that. And when it comes time to pay the claim, the administrator dips into that account and pays the claim out of the account that the employer funds. That's where the self-funding comes in. They are paying the claims. Now, they're not doing the administration, so they're not answering the phones. They're not issuing certificates of coverage. They're not doing any of the network operations. They're not doing any of the uh, compliance. There's a bunch of insurance stuff that has to get done with the states. They don't do any of that. All the employer does is have a big pot of money that the administrator takes the claims money out of and pays the doctors and the hospitals and the pharma. That's self-funding. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation Employer Survey of 2020, two out of three employers that offer insurance coverage to their employees are self-funded. The larger the employer, the more likely it is that you're in a self-funded plan for people that work for a company that have has a thousand or more employees, it's almost virtually ninety nine percent. The smaller employers have self funding available to them now, and more and more are taking up on it. But if you have less than two hundred employees, it's about one in four employers have self funding. The larger the employer, the more likely it is that you're on a self funded plan. Now, why do employers have a self-funded plan? Why do they avoid the insurance company? Why do they not have a fully insured plan? The simple reason is they want to take care of their employees. They don't want to take care of the insurance company. They want to take care of their employees, and they want to do it in the least expensive way. And when you're on a self-funded plan, they don't have to pay state taxes. They don't have to pay the insurance company a premium. So there's no profit that's being made. If the claims come in 10% lower than expected, that means the insurance company doesn't get to keep the profit that they would have made off the better experience. It means that it stays with the company. That means that you get a raise, maybe. means that you get new equipment, maybe. means that the employer can give a, a dividend to the shareholder. And if you're in an employee stock option plan, that means you get more in your retirement. They could give more money to your 401k plan. They could invest in growing a company and hire more of your neighbors and maybe even your kids. They're saving money by being self-insured. They're not giving any benefit to the insurance company. The insurance company, if they're involved in administration, is getting a per head fee. That means for every employee, they might get $10 a month or $20 a month. They don't have an incentive to have good experience. So that's more money for your employer. That's more money for you. That's more money for your coworkers. So if you think you're sticking it to the insurance company, you're really not. You're sticking it to your own employer. So don't think of insurance benefits as being an endless trough. It's there for you to have to relieve the financial burden 
for an unforeseen event or an unforeseen accident or an unforeseen illness. It's not an endless, bottomless trough to go get benefits. So do share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your boss, your firm administrator. Tell them about Doc's Cost. Tell them to give it a listen. There's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of different subjects. Go through the old episodes. Take a look. There's a lot of benefit here. You want to know about health savings accounts. You want to know about high deductible health plans. You want to know what to do, what's the best for you and your family. You want to get ready for open enrollment, and you want to spend your money wisely. That's why you're here. That is it for this episode of Doc's Cost. As always, I appreciate you. Thank you for the time you have afforded me. You can find us on Twitter at DocsCost, D-O-X-C-O-S-T. Find us on the web at DocsCost.com. And remember, health insurance is not health care. DocsCost is where you gain the knowledge, experience, education, and information to become an astute consumer of health care and take control of your health insurance. Lower your costs, take total control. Now here's my pal once again, Morgan Fingleton. So long, everybody. In this-